We all know that a superior experience is what drives customer loyalty. But what does that experience look like and how is it implemented? Today, I am joined in the courtesy block by customer loyalty expert, Robert Reichnecht, who will walk us through some of the must-haves when designing your guest experience strategy. You may be surprised to learn that before you can start earning the loyalty of your customers, you must first earn the loyalty of somebody else. I'm Jen Salerno, and this is The Courtesy Block, a chip off the Room Block podcast. Greetings, Room Block podcast listeners. Thanks so much for joining me for a Courtesy Block episode today, short and sweet coming at you. Today, I am so pleased to welcome a guest experience expert, Robert Reitnecht. Robert, welcome to The Room Block. Thank you, Jennifer. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to being on your show together. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. We always, I always have fun doing yeah, these shows. Yeah, well, we always want to have fun, right? Got to have a yeah. little fun. Sure. Absolutely. Oh, it's, I think it's been the best part about having a podcast is just the opportunity to connect with so many new and interesting people. So Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. Yeah. So, Robert, you know, I always start off with the same question for all of my guests, because I think that everyone who has fallen into this crazy industry of ours, uh, you know, we all have our own unique story of how we got here. So could you please take us through your career journey? How did you get into hospitality and tell us how it has gotten you to where you are today? Um, Sure. I mean, for my career journey, you know, all the jobs before... um, college were dealing with people on a daily basis. I was, I was studying recreational leadership in New York during which I worked actually for hotels. And over the years, I became an experienced hotelier uh, with experience in many areas. Um, I've learned different property management systems, uh, management of service operations, especially in intense environments, actually. And now I'm enjoying focusing on certain areas with people interested in or working in hospitality. Perfect. Okay. Well, so what you said, you were in school for recreational leadership. Is that what you said? Sure. Yeah. I, okay. I, my track was going down, uh, believe it or not, a wellness or a, uh, a recreational leadership path. And, you know, it seems like it's full circle. Like, you know, now the industry, again, is talking about wellness both for the guest and for associates. So, you know, uh, the question is, uh, what path did I want to take? And I decided to take the, the hospitality track. And you're exactly right, because it is a big focus right now. Uh, wellness, right, you said, for the guest and for the uh, staff. So, sure. so you, you might be able to combine all your loves in, in one position. So Absolutely. Yep. Well, so what is it? throughout your career that made you become passionate about the customer experience or their loyalty? Who or what taught you about why it's so important? Well, I think, you know, um, when, it came, when it comes to how did I become passionate about the customer experience, it really started with my family. You know, my mother was a designer who worked in retail, um, taught me a lot about working with people and how to make them feel appreciated. Um, And my father was a lawyer who taught me a great deal about dealing with all kinds of people and many difficult situations and how to diffuse them. And I think in the in the hospitality industry, that seems to be uh, always coming up and and it really served me well as I 
rose through the ranks, uh, you know, being a frontline associate to a frontline leader, uh, both in, you know, in front of the house and what they call back of the house in the hotel operations. Um, so it really helped me uh, quite a bit. Knowing how to diffuse and interact with different kinds of personalities is one of the most important skills you could possibly have in this industry. You want to know the real secret? Um, and it took me, you know, it took me year over year to learn this. The biggest secret when it comes to um, being passionate in the industry and really listening to the, to the customers and employees is to be empathetic. And if you can truly deliver that empathy in, 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 in all ways of service, um, that's really going to make the difference between you and another candidate looking to get into the industry. I do agree with that for sure. I mean, it's so important to be able to put yourself into someone else's shoes and try to understand where they're coming from, why they might be so upset about something, even though you might not agree at all with what it sure. might with what it is. But if right. you have the ability to take a step back and say, "All right, well, I can understand why they're upset, and I'm going to react, uh, respond to them." in a proper manner that's going to help diffuse that and show some understanding that does make a huge difference. Right. I mean, you just don't know. I mean, everyone, especially in the last year with COVID um, and now post COVID have gone or continue to go through something. So you really don't know what kind of fire they have under their desk. And I, I think you're not being judgmental and really just keeping an open mind and really listening to the cues of what, uh, a guest or your associates are saying, because I think that's uh, your associates are saying, because that's really going to help you drive success, um, not just with loyalty with guests, but also with your uh, your team as well. Well, and that's true. And you bring up a good point is that it's not just about creating guest loyalty. It is about creating loyalty amongst your team members, because true. your team has to be loyal to you as a leader. I mean, otherwise, they're not going to buy in to what you're trying to accomplish within a hotel. And if, if the team is not aligned, then the service is not going to happen properly. Right. And, that really, and that's what really truly drives customer loyalty. Um, it's really an experience of authenticity and sincere caring from the hotel employees as well. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree with you. So do you have any examples of either places you've worked or places you've stayed of oh, different hotels or hotel chains that are really doing it right? Um, sure. There's just so many out there. <laughs> and um, I, you know, every time I stay at a hotel or a resort, um, at least my family always tells me, I'm always looking around to see, you know, catching them, catching them in the moment, really not what they're doing wrong. And I know a lot of people say, oh, it's very easy to point out what people do wrong, but I love catching the associates doing something what they're doing right and then reinforcing that by letting the leadership or the associate know, you know, like I really loved what you did here. And that really um, emotionally connects not with, not just with the associate, but really helping them engage more or continue that behavior with the guest. Um, I think for me, I mean, I was just recently traveling down to Virginia. Uh, it's a brand new uh, brand. Uh, it's a Hilton brand. I think it was called True. Um, oh, yes. And they're really doing it well. Very simple, elegant, clean. And I think that's what guests want. They just want 
the simplicity or the fundamentals of checking in quickly, going to a clean, comfortable room, because most, let's face it, we don't check into the hotel lobby or front desk. You check into a room, and that's what the experience is about. And so if you can make that room experience really uh, great for the brand that you're representing, you know, it just it really makes a difference. I, I can tell you offhand, I mean, I'm, uh, I was recently with Montage International, and uh, I have to tell you that brand, that company, cons- consistently does it right each time. Um, Marriott as well, um, another brand that does it right is Auberge, uh, the Breakers Hotel, and even Rosewood, just to name a few. And there's so many boutique brands that I think it's called the Red Lion Inn, I remember, uh, just going in, it's a single uh, independent property. They do it well. So there's just so many out there uh, that do it well. And there's a few even in my town that are uh, are doing it well or, or trying to reestablish themselves as a unique brand or a boutique hotel to do it right. Well, and you know what's interesting is that you don't necessarily have to be a luxury property or high-end property to create this supremely amazing guest experience i mean you could this is something that every hotel has the ability to do now of course from a luxury perspective it's going to be an entirely different way of handling it but the ability to create that loyal guest experience uh, and to secure the guest loyalty or like we said your team loyalty (laughs) is a is something that can be done across the board really no i totally agree with you on that i think that when it comes to you mentioned about the luxury experience or even though you may not be a luxury brand and i think that's so important um when you hire someone hiring starts at the recruiting phase and so when you bring people in you know the two things you know if i was a hiring manager or depending on your brand um what you're looking for in that particular role the two things are really the passion and the inspiration and the energy that you have coming into that role. That is so important. And I think a lot of hiring managers overlook that. Um, They're so busy looking at their resume. um, They just forget about hiring the whole person um, and then shaping them to follow your culture or mission and and brand what you're looking for. So I think that's that's, uh, really important to, to know. That's a really good point, especially very applicable to today's world where there's just a big influx of hiring right now and i mean it's very interesting what's going on in the hospitality industry as far as uh you know the hiring crisis or Mm so-called hiring crisis um i think it'd be interesting to see what happens over the next several months but the recruiting process and then the onboarding process are you know really going to be the the keys of getting people in the door and keeping them in the door, at least long enough for them to establish a good working relationship uh, and and establish their loyalty to the brand. It truly is. And I've personally, just in the last 12 months, have gone through those experiences and from an onboarding experience uh, before and after COVID. And, you know, there's differences, you know, and how people are onboarding their associates. Uh, It's not just going through a checklist or checkbox that you've gone through the motions and you're instantly put into the role and you're doing the job, you're, you're always learning. And so the mindset um, 
that I know a lot of hoteliers are looking for is like you want to they want you to quickly learn the the systems and their operation. But over time, um, and I think having a mentor uh, work with you is so critical, especially now, um, and especially for new um, hospitality students. I mean, I just did a I just did a uh, a webinar, an international keynote webinar um, in England, and these students were asking me all sorts of questions like, you know, I don't have the experience, what do I do? And, um, you know, I had to really coach and mentor them in a way that it's okay not to have that experience because um, just as much, you know, as much as I have the experience, you know, I'm not going to be fit for every single position and, and location. Um, and, and it really is a two-way street when you're interviewing. And I think people forget that, that uh, as much as you're being interviewed, you're also interviewing the company to make sure that's really a perfect match for what you believe in, where you want to go. And I think that still stands true today. Totally agree. And, you know, it's, I'm glad that you said that to the students. You don't, you don't have to have experience. Everyone has to start off somewhere. Sure. I mean, I did, you know, and, 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 you're even, and for the listeners today on the show that are like in, you know, they're in transition or they've been furloughed and they're saying, now what, what do I do? I've been doing this for 20 years or, you know, there's a, there's adolescence and then there's middle-essence, right? And, you know, there's the beginning, a middle and end, and you might be stuck in the messy middle, I call it. Um, oh, I like that. <laughs> you have to figure out like how to get yourself out and you utilize your resources you know, utilize the people around you and, um, you know, hopefully uh, you'll you'll get there. But you just, you surround yourself with people that want to help you. Mm -hmm. um, and that really makes a difference. It's true. And that's why this, this industry is so appealing and fascinating to me is because you don't have to go to school for it. I mean, I don't, I don't want to no, say anything negative. You don't negative. want to say this to the universities too long. No, no. But, and, there and, is a, <laughs> but there is a purpose behind their education. And I think... For sure. And I agree with you. I think you don't have to if you don't have the means or ways to afford it or for whatever reasons are. And I think that's, that's also important that you can still be successful and get education through the the hotel that you're actually working for. I mean, yes. this courses they offer, the training development uh, department, I think is, is, is or, or they're going through a repivot, a reimagination of how they're going to train and develop their teams now uh, and their frontline staff and their leadership, more importantly, to drive that success year over year. And I think that's also important. Definitely. And it's just cool that you can start at the front desk or as a dishwasher or something like that and uh you know school or not and and, yeah. and work your way up to general manager i <laughs> that was my first guest on the show we right. had a dishwasher to a gm you know right. i mean it's it's just it's very cool right even though i've i mean personally i've held many positions throughout my career and not just in hotels but more importantly um it's, it is important because I remember going on interviews and some of the hiring managers would look at my resume and were like, you're just overqualified. And that's like code word for like, you know, are you too old <laughs> or, yeah. or are you too, you know, like you're overqualified, you really are overqualified. So you need to look back 
and look at the situation saying, you know, um, you know, is this the right fit for you? Um, and then more importantly, you know, if someone asked me that, I'm like, I'm perfectly qualified. You know, wouldn't you want a perfectly qualified candidate to be in this role? And, um, and I throw that back sometimes at the hiring managers to make them rethink of that question. Because um, maybe, you know, they might be overqualified for one role, but there might be another position or a position you're thinking about that's not even created that they might be perfect for. So again, that goes back to what I was saying about hiring the whole person and, and, de and designing and crafting a, a journey for them around that philosophy. And that really makes a difference. And I know everyone talks about the, the uh, hotel shortage and, and staffing and there's different, there's different techniques of, of getting people into uh, to work for companies now. And some are doing it well and some are not doing it well, but I think everybody needs to help each other and break down the silos when it comes to hiring. I think that's right now, I, I see that throughout the entire industry. There's career fairs and, and people really need to just uh, help each other out as much as we can to get back, you know, to bring back the industry to what it was and then and move forward from there. Well, you know, it's funny because when we were talking about this episode and we were talking about uh, so much as far as the guest experience and we've been talking a lot about the hiring process and, and mm. the staffing experience but honestly like we said it really goes hand in hand <laughs> because without the staff the proper staff um there's just no way to then secure <laughs> <laughs> the full-on loyalty experience for the customer as well. So, I mean, it really starts here with, with the staff. Right. It, it, it always starts with the staff. I mean, that's, that's definitely a true risk of, of having a guest for life or having the guests uh, look at other properties, you know, other hotels to look at, you know, when it comes to poor customer service. Right. Um, so you know, the loss of the you know the customer you know following the experience also means, you know it's a it's a loss of of the periodic um, return of the customer, and you know the customer's lifetime experience with you is cut off at that point. So your hotels really can be damaged, and the chance for uh, one more customer to be recommended to your hotel is lost at that point. Yes, you know I had uh, on the show once a customer service expert and you know, she wasn't necessarily geared just towards hotels just new customer service in general and you know, the stats are amazing you know when you have just that one bad experience the risks that can happen yep i agree and you know it's, it's unfortunate that with a hotel it, it's such an experiential business <laughs> you know i mean it, it's it's it is. It's it's all about the experience and the memories. You know, it's it's a little different than just going into Costco and having a negative experience. You know, it's it's going into a hotel with your family or your friends and trying right. to create a lasting experience or, or an important business event, something like that. And then if something goes wrong with that, the risks are very large and very difficult to recover from. I would imagine. Right. No, and it can be. I mean, you know. Um... There's studies and, and statistics on this, but, you know, obviously you're, you're going to tell multiple amount of people if you had a bad experience. But when you have a great experience, not too many people um, 
there are studies shown that you will tell. Now, obviously, with hotels, you know, always um, living and dying by a customer survey or the guest experience platform that they use, um, hotels to this day still utilize that for performance and for training. Um, so the communication, um, and now there's new techniques of, of having video chats with the customer in the, in the surveys. So there's so many ways that, that you're getting this feedback from a customer or a guest to, to really have a, a really great experience. That's a good point. So are you saying, and in your opinion, do you think that if a guest has a poor experience, after the fact, is it possible to lure them back? It, it is, depending on the situation and how far it escalated throughout their experience. I mean, think about it. You know, when was the last time you were in a hotel and you had a bad experience? How was that handled? You know, what, what, what were the steps that uh, the front desk took or anyone took in the hotel to rectify that? So, mm -hmm. you know, I think it really starts to recognizing before, hopefully before an experience goes bad that you're correcting it. Um, and if you do make a mistake, just be honest, you know, just be honest and, and be transparent with the guests because I think a lot of times the worst thing I see in the, as, I've, you know, as a leader I've seen at some hotels I've worked at is that it was always given to managers to, to correct the issue. But mm -hmm. you're, you're, you know, I would always tell the teams that work with me, uh, especially at the front desk or even in housekeeping, is that they had more power than they, than they knew. And if they just utilized it and made decisions based on the coaching and training that we've always given them or can give them, um, it's amazing how you can, at first contact, correct situations and then make the guest happy. I mean, you really don't want a guest walking away that's unhappy and leaving. It's like if you're a guest to my home, I'm not going to wait until you ring the doorbell to to know what do you want for dinner? How do you want your, you know, is the bedding right? <laughs> right? You're going to find right. all that out. And this is a little, you know, like see, some secret sauces that I know hotels or resorts have done for many years and are now, and some are just learning how to do that. And they want to learn, well, how do I do that? And yep. there's so many know the tricks and tips on how to do that. And, and obviously you utilizing um, the tools that you either have or find a company that's going to partner with you to help you drive that, that um, experience, because it's an emotional connection that you have with the guest and you can never, I, I, it's hard for me to do it, or I can imagine it's hard for anyone to do it in like one minute, have a relationship with a guest. There are guests, depending on if they're there for travel or for leisure, they just, you know, if they're there for business, they probably just want to get checked in quickly and move on. Um, if you're there for a leisure travel and they want to explore, you're, usually those type of guests want to, they're going to ask more questions. They're going to want to know what else is there to do on the property. Um, you know, what great restaurants. So it's important to really empower your employees, give them the tools uh, and resources they need to set them up for, su for success. Because if you don't set them up for success, you're setting them up to fail. And again, there goes the relationship you have with your associates and the company they're working for. And after a while, they're just going to say, you know what, 
my manager's not really listening to me. I mean, you know, I've learned this the hard way and I've learned this the easy way as well. People do not leave companies. They leave managers. I've heard that. Yes. And I think that I think it's important that when you're working with your associates, look, you know, every relationship is not perfect. But if you're going to take the effort and go through bringing people on board, think of all the resources, the financial impact you have to bring that one person on. So when, that's why I say hiring starts from recruiting, because I think that's so important to, to know that, um, that when you recruit people into your organization, you know, it's a two-way street. But you really need to identify and lay it out as far as like, what do you, you know, what type of person do you want in this specific role and really lay out the job profile. So it's, it's very clear and transparent to the person. Not everything will be in a job posting. When I started my, in, in the roles I've been in, I didn't know everything about the company, but the minute I started, I really learned immediately what the culture was like and what their mission was. And Usually the first 30 days, you'll know if you're happy or not in, in the company. It's just like kind of like dating. You know, it's like a relationship. It's never yeah. about you. It's about, all about them. And <laughs> you want to do your best. And, you know, I want to make whoever works for me, I'm going to make them as comfortable as I can and give them all the resources to set them up for success. And I've had, I've had uh, associates uh, who just started in the industry, and now they're like, directors or managers and once in a while I get a thank you from them for setting them up for success because that's what you know I had that uh, through my career and I'm just paying it forward like this is what the industry is all about it's really always giving back and it's really always always helping people and the one word in service um, is always with a smile I love that well and you know you mentioned something earlier about being overqualified for a job and is that mm -hmm. just another way to say i'm old <laughs> but you know that's i guess when you think about it the beauty of being more seasoned in this industry is that we are in the position to give back and to and to reap the benefits of some of the hard work that we've put in earlier and like you said you know associates that you've worked with that are now director level and coming back and saying thank you you taught me this um this must be very rewarding it is. I mean, that's, you know, we learn from each other. I always wanted to grow into positions, into the next level. Like, how do I get there? And I remember a manager telling me, like, you're doing all the right things. Um, but, you know, it's not a race. It's a journey. And I never forgot that. Yeah. Um, and I still use that philosophy today, like even for myself or for others who are learning to either get in the industry or or continue in, a, in the industry, maybe not just in hotels, but in other, in other areas of the hospitality industry where there would be a better fit or a different kind of fit. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, I think that what you've described here, you know, all, all your years of experience, and now you've reaped the benefits and you've decided to turn it into your own company, into your own you know, consulting business, if you will, right? So sure. could you tell us a little bit about your services and, and how our listeners can find you? 
Um, sure. So I help luxury service leaders build guest loyalty through personalized, authentic guest service. So, you know, as a guest experience expert, I specialize in the luxury hotels and resorts industry. So, you know, if a, uh, a boutique hotel or a business is having an issue to a problem to solve, you know, I can identify and help them for the short and long-term goals that they're looking for to help them solve those problems. And I really like to personalize each experience. I don't like to cookie cutter um, an approach and just give them a, a sheet to like, here are the services. I really want to hear and strategize with them what's important and then create a action or game plan to help them achieve those goals um, over time. Um, the best way to find me, you know, I'm always on LinkedIn. Um, so if you go to LinkedIn, you'll find me. It's Robert Reitnacht. Um, and uh, my website is robertreitnacht.com. Um, you can see, uh, you can learn more about me. Um, I've written some uh, amazing articles for trade magazines that I'm really uh, happy about and getting my co and getting content out there for um, all different types of leaders and businesses to help them grow um, even more. Perfect. Well, good. I, clearly you have a lot to offer and uh, hopefully somebody out there will find it useful and you'll have an opportunity to mentor somebody else. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Robert. Yeah. Thank you for having me on your show, Jennifer. I was really excited. And uh, I hope I, uh, I gave that one aha moment to someone of your listeners that are looking to continue in the hospitality industry, which, you know, I'm always going to have a passion for. Yes, me too. Thank you. I think you absolutely did. So <laughs> thank you. Great. Thank you, Robert. You're welcome.